other side of midnight with Frank Morano. Dave Damiani and the No Vacancy Orchestra. Dave Damiani, in addition to being a, a close friend, is a terrific singer, a terrific songwriter, a terrific producer and performer. And, by the way, he is an occasional um, fill-in host on our Atlantic City affiliate, WOND. And uh, he has performed with some of the all-time greats in the music business from many different eras. He's performed with Bobby Rydell. He's performed with people like Landau, Eugene Landau Murphy Jr. He's performed with people like my friend Joe Piscopo. Uh, he's performed with uh, Haley Reinhardt. He is a sight to behold, and I am thrilled that he's agreed to uh, get up early with us this morning. Hello, Dave. Hey, good morning, Frank. How are you, my friend? I am doing great, uh, Dave. Obviously, uh, a whole lot of news uh, in the last uh, few days about the passing of Tony Bennett, who we lost this week at the age of of 96. Now, in your lengthy list of stars from different eras that you performed with, I don't believe that you've ever performed with Tony Bennett, have you? I wish I could say that I had the opportunity to perform with Tony Bennett, but I, I didn't. I never actually ever met him. And, and But I did go to see him a couple times at the Hollywood Bowl, and I was a huge fan, and I, it was a huge influence on me. I mean, one of the greats, you know, I mean, he's the last, he was the last one standing. So it's kind of, kind of sad, actually, because there's not just because of the loss of Tony Bennett, a great artist, but also because there's just no one that, there's no one left now that we can really look up to. I, I mean, I love Harry Connick Jr. I think he's the, I think he's the guy, the only one that we could really look up to as like a leader. Yeah. A leader. And again, it's not to take anything away from uh, people like uh, Frankie Valley, who were, uh, you know, still going strong at whatever age he is, 85 or, um, you know, Steve Lawrence, who is, I don't think, able to perform uh, because he's got Alzheimer's. But uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. It certainly is the end of an era with Tony Bennett's passing. What do you think his musical legacy is, Dave? When you think of Tony Bennett, when you th- when you, when Tony Bennett's name is mentioned a decade from now, twenty years from now, what do you think people are going to think of? I think he was the one that actually sang and, and performed the best as he got older. He actually he actually aged like wine as he got older. Some of his some of his records that after he had, he had kind of fell out of popularity. And then they brought him back with, uh, you know, the MTV Unplugged. I don't know if you remember that back in like the 90s. Sure. It, 
they brought that back and like it was kind of a phenomenon because it really wasn't much going on at the time. This is like prior to Michael Bublé, prior to the, you know, the bringing back of all that stuff. And then he did the Stepping Out album and he did some great, great stuff. And then as he got older, he just aged like like fine wine. I mean, he really did. He, he never missed a beat. And I and I've seen him perform live a few times. And when I did, it was like. It, you, you could hear a pin drop. He would turn the microphone off and he would sing a cappella to the room. I saw him at Disney Hall and it was like he filled the whole space up. I, I've never seen anyone like that before that people were. I mean, I saw Sinatra one time towards the very end of his career, but Tony Bennett, well into his 90s, was singing like he was in his 50s and 60s. And he, he just was incredible. You know, that's such a, a great point. And if people are just tuning in, we're talking with Dave Damiani. If uh, you're not familiar with him, he's responsible for some terrific music. You can check out his website at davedamiani.com, D-A-M-I-A-N-I.com. He's got a big performance coming up this weekend, which we're going to tell you about uh, in uh, just a little bu- a little bit. In your view, though, Dave, you know, you mentioned Sinatra. There's so many great crooners throughout the 20th century and even the 21st. Uh, you got people like uh, Vic Damone, uh, Frank Sinatra, uh, even in more recent years, people like um, Michael Buble. What do you think it is that made Tony Bennett's music different than those guys? Because he really did seem to have a distinctly different style from all of the other crooners of the the 60s, 70s, and 80s. You know, like when you go see a movie and you see like Jack Nicholson and he and he and he plays he plays a character, but basically it's Jack Nicholson playing himself. <laughs> or like or like Robert De Niro. Sometimes you see him in a character, and, and, and it's like I, we watched we had it on the other night. We were watching Dirty Grandpa, and it's so funny. But it's basically Robert De Niro playing this cat. It's him, it's it's himself in the character. Tony Bennett came up with a couple of really cool things. He played himself in every song, and who he was was the type of person that I, you know, you just, you want to meet the guy, you want to talk to him, you want to know what he's all about because he's genuine, he's authentic. And I don't know many, I mean, like Vic Damone was an amazing singer. Frankie Valley's an amazing singer. I mean, I mean, you can't, but, but the genres are a little different. I mean, let's be, let's be honest. But when you talk about Tony Bennett, this guy was an authentic person, authentic soul. And uh, it came through. The lyric came through, and you understood the story he was telling. Not always do I feel that way when I'm listening to every every crooner. There's some people that sound great, that have a great voice, and you, you can't undeniably wow, what a pretty tone! Undeniably wow, what an incredible vibrato! But when, something about Tony Bennett's personality—he just seemed like the type of person that you you know, like your cool uncle or your cool grandpa mm. or your cool you know, and 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 that's what it was to me always. Yeah, that's a great, uh, a great way of uh, describing, uh, describing him and the kind of the vibe that he gave off. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. Do you have a favorite uh, Tony Bennett song either to listen to or to sing? I like I always like I want to be around. I always like I want to be around to pick up the pieces when somebody breaks your heart, somebody twice as smart as I. Uh, it was a great, great song. That's a great, great story about. Did you ever hear the story about how that song was? Written? No, tell me. It was a 
this woman had a breakup and she sent, um, she was a huge fan of Johnny Mercer and she sent the lyric to Johnny Mercer. She was working at a, a drugstore. She was a pharmacist and he got, he read it and he, he wrote the music to it and he touched up a couple of things and that song became a song because she sent the song to Johnny Mercer, thought he would like it. He made it and got Tony Bennett to record it. That's incredible. I had no idea about any of that. That's remarkable. You, you know, Your number one song. That is uh, crazy on the one hand, but not at all surprising on the other hand. You know, it's funny that you mentioned the MTV unplugged renaissance of Tony Bennett's career because it's amazing to think about, but that was almost 30 years ago. I mean, that. Even if the song, if he was new at the time, he would be a throwback these days. And yet his music, even his first number one hit, it was still getting played on the radio up until recently. His music has withstood the test of time. We've seen a lot of other musical artists. They, uh, their, their, their hits don't necessarily withstand the test of time. What do you think it is about Tony Bennett's style of music that uh, decades after these songs were recorded, People still enjoy them just as much. Well, the, first off, the songs, the song choices are the best. I mean, back then, you know, there were no one hit wonders because you had songwriters and then you had orchestra band members and then you had singers. And he just sang because he was a great singer. You know, the Beatles came along and the studios decided to say, well, guess what? We're going to have all these bands write songs. Well, not everybody was as good as the Beatles. That's why you had a bunch of one hit wonders. They saved a bunch of money. But back in the day, the craft of songwriting and, and actually Tony Bennett as a singer knew what songs to pick. I mean, I love the Count Basie record. I mean, I love, you know, look, the opening of Goodfellas. I mean, it, Rags mm. to Riches. I had never heard that song until I saw that movie. That was the early 90s. You know, I mean, I was, a, I was a, you know, pretty young back then. So I heard the song These, that turned me on to this music and it transcended decades and a transcended age and still today people listen to it. i went monday night i took my daughter to go see billy joel at the madison square garden show and he he you know he said i'm gonna you know i'm gonna dedicate the song to tony bennett and dude, i mean i'm getting choked up talking about it there wasn't a dry eye in the house he did new york state of mind and he and he uh he kind of sounded like him a little bit. He, tried, he like channeled Tony Bennett a little bit. He took a couple of those phrases where he did that Tony Bennett, that little the little thing that he does, you know, where he kind of giggles and it, it was just like a really cute thing. And then at the end, he ended it with "I left my heart in San Francisco." Um, just it's part of the ending, and there wasn't a dry eye in the house. Uh, that's either. outstanding. That is outstanding. Uh, talking with Dave Damiani, you could check out his website, davedamiani.com. Hey, uh, Dave, uh, you have aged since I've known you, but I guess everybody has. You are still a relatively young guy. A lot of people may be surprised that you you and your 17-piece band, the No Vac Vacancy Orchestra, you really specialize in this type of music, uh, which some people may not necessarily think of being of your generation. How did you get into performing this type of music and these sort of songs? Well, I, I always loved you know, the, the, the great American songbook. And my grandfather used to play the songs. I used to work with him in the summers down in you know Jersey Shore. And we used to drive around. He used to play Frank Sinatra. But not until I moved out to Los Angeles. I got a job as a singing waiter at Michelli's Italian Restaurant. And all of the waiters had to sing a song. So I had loved Beyond the Sea, which was another song from the Goodfellas soundtrack um, that I loved. When they're in the jail cell, they're cutting up and they're cooking the Sure, garlic. Bobby Darren. Yeah, Bobby Darren. And, and I, I think I learned a lot of these songs from those movies. Um, but 
um, I had to learn how to sing to work at this restaurant because I really loved it. And I saw that it was kind of timeless. And then um, I went back to school and I just started studying this music. And I just I just really felt like, wow, this music just really spoke to me. I, I, I really still don't understand what's going on in music today. I, I just don't. Yeah. I, I feel like when I when I listen to some of the, you know, the pop music, popular music, hey, look, there's some great songs out there that have been written in the last 20 years. Don't get me wrong. There's a song like that. I'm going to give just throw a couple out there. There's a song by John Mayer called Daughters. That's just if you have a daughter, it's an incredible song. Or if you don't, it's an incredible song. Or even like the Justin Bieber song that he wrote, um, Love Yourself. I mean, you know, there's some great songs that are being written out there. But for the most part, I really don't understand what's going on in the, in the music industry. Um, I, I love the old standards. I love the old great American song, but you can't beat George Gershwin and Jimmy McHugh and Jerome Kern and, you know, and, uh, the, you know, Irving Berlin. And there's something special about the way that they wrote these lyrics and the way that they tied them together. And, and it's just that people aren't putting that much thought into it anymore. Yeah. Uh, I, I, well, well said. Uh, I uh, I totally agree with you on that. Hey, it's hard to believe because you're one of these guys. Maybe it's your your boyish charm or your your good looks, whatever the case may be. You are seen as just sort of eternally youthful. Are you really turning fifty years old, dude? It's so ridiculous. I can't even believe it. Nobody I mean, can. My- my daughter said, my daughter said, dad, we're, she's, I'm telling everybody you're turning 20. Like she's laughing at it. I, I mean, I don't, it doesn't feel like I'm turning 50. It's bizarre. I just don't, I don't feel 50. I don't want to be 50, but you know what? I'm going to embrace it. What are you going to do? What are you going to do, Frank? Yeah. Good for we're, you. We're all, we're all going to get there. We all got to enjoy it. And, uh, and actually I'm enjoying this part of my life, spending time with my daughter who's out here with me. We're down the Jersey shore. We're having a great time together. We're traveling up and back and forth to New York and, and, and she's getting ready to go to college and I'm really enjoying being a parent. And, uh, you know, I have some great friends like you and some great people in my life that, you know, it's time to maybe, you know, start to appreciate that a little bit more and, and, uh, and spend some more time with people. And um, you are now eligible for AARP, which I just I can't believe. It's <laughs> remarkable. And I, from what I'm told, there's some great discounts. You should sign up. But in order to commemorate this august occasion, this Sunday night, you are throwing this blowout big half-century birthday bash I'm actually going to try and be there and I'm going to try and come with a couple of friends uh, because I'm going to be not far from you in uh, in Cape May. What are you going to be doing and uh, what's the story here? Where is it going to be? Well, it's going to be at the Anchor Rock Club in New York City. It's right off the boardwalk. Not New York City, Atlantic City in Atlantic City, right off the boardwalk off New York Avenue by the Irish pub. There's a little ramp there. It used to be the old Deja Vu nightclub. Um, and I think it was called Chez Paris, too, years ago. But it's it's an incredible, really cool, sexy little club. I have uh, some guest singers popping in. You know, you, you, some of the people that you that, that we mentioned earlier, we'll never, we don't know, going to know exactly until the day of who's coming. But uh, some some of the celebrity friends that I are, um, I play with are talking about coming by, and and then I have uh, a couple of burlesque dancers that are we've choreographed a couple mm. numbers to, um, and we're going to make it a fun party, man. We're going to have a great time. And uh, I'm going to get a little photo booth. People are going to take some photos and and uh, we're going to have and we're going to party way into the night. So the family will be there. The friends will be there. Atlantic City Mayor, Don, former Mayor Don Guardi, and I expect him to be there and do a little introduction. AC Mike, of course. So, um, 
it's going to be a really, really nice uh, night. I'm, I'm excited about it. Well, that's, that is exciting. And uh, I would uh, I would try and give you a hard time about getting a, a speaking part if our, our buddy AC Mike, who's also heard every day on uh, no, Talk 1400 WOND. But by that time of the evening, there's absolutely no scenario in which I'm going to be sober. So I will enjoy letting other people speak. For, I, for I, would love, I would love to have I would love to have a, a toasted a toasted toast from uh, Frank Morano. Please, my uh, good I, I have a that. I have a reputation to maintain. So that's Dave Damiani and the No Vacancy or- Orchestra, the burlesque birthday party at the Anchor Rock Club this Sunday, July thirtieth, uh, seven p.m. The doors open. I'm going to be there. It'll be a lot of fun, and uh, who knows, you may see a buzzed Frank Morano take the stage. Hopefully not. Hey, if people want to go to that, Dave, how do they how do they attend? How do they get tickets, or do they need tickets? Um, no, uh, well, they can just come to the door. Um, you don't need to get tickets, but if you wanted to get, if you wanted to ensure that you know you definitely wanted to get a ticket or ha- put it, it's a standing room place, but there's seats upstairs. If you wanted to ensure that, you go to Anchor Rock Club, AnchorRockClub.com or DaveDamiani.com, and you'll see it right on there. So it's it's uh, it'll be it'll be a real real easy thing for you to do. And, do, and then, do, we, uh, do we have yeah, to pay to go, Dave? Frank, what's the story? Can we just go, or, or what's the deal? You can just go. Just, just right. come. Just come. All right. Well, that's Frank, fun. I wanted, to, I, want, I wanted to ask you something. Who's the who's the who's the person that wanted to get paid for the interview? Or do uh, I have to wait for that? Tune in. Yes, absolutely. I, I'm gonna I am gonna tell people that I am gonna blow people's minds with this revelation in just a minute. I will I will tell people that uh, that it was not you though. You did not ask. Hey, um, w- w- tell me about these burlesque dancers. I, I've not been to a burlesque birthday party before. Well, so like I started doing this thing back in Los Angeles about. About right around uh, Sinatra's birthday, we opened up the old Cinegrill at the Roosevelt Hotel, and they wanted to do something like a sexy jazz night. So what we did was we started to add a couple dancers to come out and chore- it's it's classy. It's not like it's not like you know it's not a strip thing, but it's it's a very classy thing. And they we started to add some dance elements to a couple of the arrangements because we've been doing these songs and some of these arrangements for a while. And I was like, you know, I really want to try and attract a younger crowd. So I hired some of these girls that, from the Cats Meow Dancers. They're like, you know, ama- they work with uh, they work with Kid Rock. They work with Beyonce. But they really love the art of jazz dancing, and they love the art of, you know, some tap dancing. And they're like, can we do some stuff for your show? And I was like, you know what? And it kind of took off. We kind of sold them out, and people love the concept. You know, it breaks it up a little bit. I mean, look, I-, I love to go to a jazz club and watch some of the great jazz performers and sit there and watch and see how great people are on their on their instrument and stuff. But I also like to be entertained. And I feel like sometimes that that gets lost in this genre. Um, because not that you need beautiful women to be entertained, but I mean, it, well, does it doesn't help, hurt. Doesn't it? Yes, it doesn't it hurt. hurt. That's for sure. All right. Uh, now, Dave, uh, it, it, this is not going to be one of these parties that's super loud, right? If I go with a couple of friends, I'm still going to be able to have a conversation. You're still going to be able to have a conversation. You're going to be able to enjoy the music because everything's acoustic. We're not using any tracks. We have, you know, upright bass, piano, guitar, drums. And then we have three saxophones, two trumpets, and a trombone. 
we're doing, we're going to play songs and we're going to play some songs that, you know, from Frankie Valley, who's one of my favorite artists. And we're going to do a song from Tony Orlando that I just got in the ring. Oh, before. great. Uh, great guy. And we're going to add in some stuff. We're going to, he's a great, what a great guy. What an incredible guy he is. Uh, that that is for sure. All right, so come see uh, Dave Damiani and a host of uh, of celebrities and uh, a lot of great talents, and probably most important, the burlesque dancers at the Anchor Rock Club, uh, seven p.m. this Sunday night in Atlantic City. I uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you, Dave, and uh, and toasting the fact that no one has uh, no one has killed you in a half a century. I know, right? Can you believe that? No, you you beat the odds. That's for sure. That's for sure. All right, Dave. Happy birthday. I love you, Frank. Thanks again, man. You, you and, too. Uh, have a great night. Thank you. Eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. If you want to comment, hopefully I'll see some of you there. It'll be a lot of fun. The uh, we've already we've already planned in an Atlantic City excursion into our Cape May trip, so it'll probably be on Sunday, and I'll take a trip over to the Anchor. All right, eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. This is the other side of midnight. Straight ahead. The other side of midnight. 